get you going. Welcome to another episode of Cross the Line. I'm Alan Stanger here with Dwayne Bischoff, Ruben Hunt, and uh, one and only Jeff Montag. We're about to give you our opinion. Good evening. Or afternoon or morning. Depends. Or morning. Depends. Depends when they're listening to it. Yeah, because in China, they're not doing anything at 3 a.m. That's right. Okay. We're, we're at the uh, one and only. <laughs> Sorry, guys. What? It's bad. <laughs> I don't know. It's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> it's bad when you got to look back at the sign to remember the name of the speakeasy you're in. Welcome to the Rust and Nail Speakeasy and Cross the Line 1524. No. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah it, is, right. it is the rusted name. He's still it stuck the rest in the history there, isn't he? I'm sorry. I'm Alan Stanger, along with... Who wants to speak? Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. And Ruben Hunt. And... Uh, the famous Ruben. The famous Ruben Hunt. We'd like to welcome everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once again, if you listen to our introductory uh, podcast, uh, we claim to know, be experts on just about everything, but nothing. Um... But uh, we're good friends, and this is as the noise tell, you hear in the background is someone's wife. Yeah, <laughs> as you can tell, we're in a live speakeasy, so we got. She's had a little bit of a peanut butter today. That's right. <laughs> no so, jelly, just peanut butter. <laughs> Liquid peanut butter. I can tell I'm going to do a lot of editing on this podcast. Uh, today's topic is a, a pretty common topic right now. It's um, the COVID nineteen pandemic. So, who would like to start talking about that? I'm going to let somebody else talk for a while. Jeff. Jeff. Well, I guess I can take it up. Yes. Um, so, if you're not from this area, what I can tell you is uh, our little our little uh, community here got hit pretty hard pretty early in this whole thing. And I know uh, a lot of people don't have that experience and have that perspective. But, um, you know, our, our in Franklin County, the 24 side of this thing, um, Indiana, that is. Uh, you know, with a population of twenty-five thousand people, we had uh, we had six deaths before most large counties had any, and uh, we had a lot of had a lot of uh, positive tests. And, and uh, my sister lost her husband to to this uh, fairly early on, and uh, he was uh, uh, kind of a staple in the community and volunteering and and in our church as a as a uh, Christian leader and. Uh, yeah, we're really going to miss him, and um, you know the pain and the you know what you know through that process that couple of weeks, and I've expressed this often because there were there was a time period while he was sick, my sister was sick, another of my sisters was sick. I had a nephew that went through and was tested positive for COVID, and at one point I knew. Um, Eight people that uh, were dealing with this, and and uh, uh, a guy I grew up with uh, on a ventilator for a number of weeks. Not to mention our our own uh, Alan Stinger here. Uh, he was flat on his back for a couple of weeks, so there was just a whole lot of praying going on. And for me, anyway, it was probably the biggest emotional roller coaster I've been on in my life for a couple of weeks. So. For people who haven't had that experience, you know, maybe it's a little different perspective because most of the people I talk to since that time, I'll call people up I haven't talked to in a long time and check in on them. And most 
don't know anybody that knows anybody that has been affected by this directly. And uh, then I tell them my story, and they have a whole different perspective of, of you know what they need to be concerned about. So I'll kind of turn it over to the other guys here and, and uh, let them kind of add into to their experiences to this point with uh, with this virus. Um. One thing I would mention, Jeff, is about this and wanting to directly affect your family. And then, of course, Alan here was sick also. But we are a group of people that know almost every single one that died from this disease. And uh, with where I work at, away from away from town here, it, they, they find that very weird because I actually know people that lost their lives. And they don't even know anybody that's been sick. Uh, where I'm at in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, they, they have a... They've had people affected stuff, but it has directly affected this group where, especially this, uh, the four of us, we know most of the people by first name basis. And that's been difficult. That's been very difficult. And knowing that we couldn't, you know, you can't spend time with the family and understand what happened. And in Jeff's case, you know, lost a family member. Very difficult. And Alan was sick. What, how long? Almost three weeks. Almost three weeks. So, uh, you know, you could give people more of an idea of what you went through. So, yeah. So, um, when I say sick, I mean, I've been sick before. This was, um, this was far worse than anything I'd went through. Um, I don't remember a part of the time. Um, it started out, I thought I had a sinus issue going on on a Friday. By Saturday, I was really feeling bad. Sunday, I was bad. Monday night, we did the online uh, COVID test with IU University, and at the time, they had two questions, and you had to say yes to both those questions, or they they didn't themselves send you to a testing center. So the one question was, A, have you traveled outside the country in two weeks? Well, no. And B, have you been around anybody that has the COVID virus? My answer there at the time, again, was no. So... They said, well, we can't assign you to be tested, but you need to call your doctor because you do have all the symptoms of uh, COVID virus. So that was a Monday night on Tuesday. Like an idiot, I get in my own vehicle and drive to be tested. I can. I told my wife she should go to work. I can do this myself. I barely made it there, quite honestly. was tested, um, and it wasn't a pleasant experience. Uh, they take a swab. It probably goes six inches up your nasal cavity. Wow. And, um, Didn't realize you had that much space I in there. I did not. That came <laughs> we up. always knew, but... Yeah. Uh, I think it went to my brain, and there's a lot of dead space there. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what they the first thing they did when they did those tests is tested for influenza, flu virus. I tested negative for both those. Um, right away, they put me on the uh, oxy chloride or whatever, the malaria drug. I was put on that immediately, along with a Z-Pack and an inhaler. Um, so I came back home, and quite honestly, for the next three weeks, I was pretty much out of it. Um, fortunately, I had great friends. They got my wife an oxygen meter to check my oxygen level. Um, if people don't understand that, if you drop below 90%, actually, if you get down towards 90%, you have an issue. Um, and I, I was right around 90 the entire time. 
except for the night that uh, I dropped into the 80s. In fact, we were going to go to the hospital at that point. Uh, we waited till morning, and things actually started to get better. That was the 14th day. Um, anybody that thinks it's just the flu, um, I lost about 25 pounds. I uh, didn't know myself when I looked in the mirror when I got up. Uh, my beard had grown out. So people that don't know me, I grew up with red hair. Um, somewhere along the line, it has turned white. So I had a white beard, lost about 25 pounds. I look like an 80-year-old man. Um, so, you know, the fever breaks, and I think I'm good to go on the 14th day. Um, that's not the case. I, I could barely make it from the bedroom to the living room. And when I did make it, I was out for the rest of the day. Um, it's a very, it really zaps your body. Right. Um, the breathing issues, they were, definitely that was a breathing issue. I, I would cough and I could, it felt like my, there was a binder strap around my chest. Every time I cough, it'd get tighter and tighter. Well, um, so I, I have a very different view of the whole pandemic than a lot of people do. I'm fortunate. I survived. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the first thing I heard when I kind of came out of it is that Jeff's brother-in-law has, had passed away right. with it. And uh, um, it, it's just— um, and, 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 and that's a person you knew intimately. So, uh, yeah. So Bill he had been gone for he had been gone for a week and a half before you even realized it. Right. I— uh, Bill and I worked together. Uh, he was the associate pastor at Creekside Church, where Jeff and I both go. Uh, I am blessed with being the council chairperson there. He and I worked intimately together uh, as we were uh, coming up with the, the new logo for the church. So I mean, it was a daily email string that you know we carried on for months. And he um, to wake up and hear that he had passed away was tough. I bet it was. I mean, it was for me to hear. I got to know Bill a couple of years back. We took a trip to Michigan, and and a wonderful man. He was a great guy, and um, I can have great memories of that guy. But you know, coming from your perspective and and that someone that was been there, does it give you a different feeling for people who just laugh it off and think it's no big deal? So, in fact, um, so my wife, who took care of me, she was. Fortunate, she didn't. She didn't. She may have been a carrier, but maybe aseptical. Aseptic, right. yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me. I, uh, I said, you know, I'll go to, after I started to come out. I said I'll go to the grocery store. I wasn't. Right. After talking to the the CDC, called me as well. The health department told me I was non-contagion anymore. Um, so I went grocery shopping. Um, I put a mask on, even though I'd already had it. They told me I was non-contagious. I went to a grocery store in Brookville, two of them, in fact. Um, this is when it, it's really ravaging. At that time, the news, the, the national news had us ranked in the, as the three of the top counties per capita with the infection. In the United States, in the three United of the top States, counties. Three of the top. Franklin County, right Indiana. Here. It was Franklin, yeah. Decatur. And it, yeah, because Decatur and Ripley and Dearborn was right after that, yeah. right? So, well, Dearborn was, yeah, Dearborn was later, I think. Okay. Yeah. So I'm expecting to walk into the grocery store and see everybody with masks on. 
I walk in and maybe 20% of those people had masks right. on. 10% of them were on correctly. There's a, numerous people, the mask was down below their nose. And people just act like it's no big deal. Um, and I'm telling you, if they'd been through what I went through, that wouldn't be right. the case. And it's continued to be that way. I put a post on Facebook. Jeff put a very nice post on Facebook about people not understanding. And, you know, I felt compelled. I felt good enough. I got online and did one as well as a survivor. And it's appalling that people didn't take it seriously and quite honestly um, still don't. Uh, right. And it's because right. it's, it's – no, I'm not placing blame on anybody, but they they weren't part of it. They don't understand it. Yeah. It hasn't hit them personally. Yeah. Um, well, the media don't help. Yeah, the media doesn't help. Uh, the, I, I rec- you know, I, the virus, was, I was good to go a month ago. When I say that, I, the, my fever's broke. I, you know, I, I was up and about. To this day, I don't have the energy that I had prior. Right. Um, you know, I get home from work. I'm one of the essential people as well. I get home from work. I eat and I go to bed. Uh, wake up the next morning, feel like I haven't even went to bed. Right. Uh, it takes the body a long time to recover. Um, and in that video, I, this is what I said. I said, I'm not wearing the mask for your protection, for my protection. I'm wearing it for, for yours. yours. Right. And you should be wearing it not for your protection, but for your parents' protection or your grandparents' right. protection. Um, and I think it, it really, if people haven't seen it firsthand, they don't understand. And I can't blame them for that, um, except they should listen a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, and I think that was that was part of the point of my message in, in the video and, again, in, in reaching out to people – Again, that I had worked with in the past, and they didn't have that perspective. I got to say, if I hadn't had the experience that I had, I you would probably, probably feel different. Right? I would. I, I wouldn't have taken it as seriously either. So I was trying to reach out right. and make sure they understand. Because you know, one of the points I made was, in this little county, you aren't going to call anybody in this county that doesn't know somebody right. that doesn't know right. somebody that was lost or know somebody who had a family member that was right. lost. And um, we got we got hit hard early. And um, and like I said, it was it was a real struggle. So and Dwayne, I'm, being a businessman locally, how has that affected you? I mean, for us, it's, we haven't been affected. I mean, I and and I'm on. I'm kind of in the middle of this because. But it doesn't mean you weren't scared. No, I no, but we were. My son is one of those at-risk people. He has an autoimmune disease. So, but but being an essential, you know, considering an essential business or whatever. So we're still open. So we're drawn between: do we stay open? You know, do we close? Because my son's still living with us. So you know, whatever whoever I'm dealing with, I'm going home every night. So am I taking this home? You know what what's going on? And and you know, I remember early conversations with you. You were worried about whether or not you could sanitize the vehicles after you or before right. you were working, right? Right. I remember yeah. those conversations. Yeah, I messaged Je- you and Jeff both about, right. you know, hey, you know, what do I do? Is there a way that I can sanitize the shop as it was, you know, sanitize the cars? You know, what do we do to to keep ourselves safe? And, right. You know, as Alan, Jeff, and you guys both mentioned, you guys know personally, you know, you lost family. Jeff lost family. And, you know, I knew Alan very sick. I knew Jeff's brother-in-law, but, I mean, it, it wasn't as close. But, right. I mean, we were... You know, associated, but we knew each sure. other, but wasn't as close. But you know, Alan, when he became sick, that was closer to home than it, than it's been, and it's probably as close as it's been to me. You know, 
thank God that you know I haven't had immediate family sick. You know, my son's been lucky. We, you know, he hasn't had any issues with it. I think we we had it in our family months ago. Did we? I don't know, but we all got kind of sick um, and, and right. got through it. But you know, but as a business, yeah, we were concerned. I mean, we still. Dodie, every morning, the first thing is she cleans everything. We clean the cars down. We wipe everybody's car down. You know, we wear gloves. We started wearing gloves a couple of years ago just to protect ourselves from the chemicals and whatever we absorb. So now we started, we change gloves with every car. So if we are have we, if we have the contaminants, we don't take the chance of putting it into a car, but we'd also try not to transmit it. But, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's such a, the world right. has become so... So super sensitive to everything that you know, there has to be an end, or I guess a point where we, right? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the word is that. Well, you know, you you talk about precautions and then experiences and then what's happening, but you know, like my mom, I have a my, my mother's eighty five, and she's very frail. She's like ninety pounds right now, and I haven't went and seen my mom. I talked to her on the phone stuff, but she doesn't understand it. She doesn't get it, and she, I have to stay away because she gets mad because I won't come in the house. Right. I won't come around her. And that's, it's so sad because they're already lonely, right? They're not with anybody. Right. So it's the elderly. It's majorly affected, and I'm really concerned about that. But tomorrow's Mother's Day. And, you know, I bought flowers for my mom today, and I can't go see my mom tomorrow. Right. You know, I have to go say, I'm going to stop by the front porch and say hi to the front door. And it, it, it's sad, but it's I mean, you can't give them the hug, or the, you can't, the, you can't do, you can't. And she doesn't, she doesn't comprehend it because she didn't grow up in a life that was like that, right? And you know, she's old school. She's very old school. And but but to to know that you're at that situation where I, I she's three miles from me, and I can't go in her house, and I can't go talk to her and see how she's doing or anything like that. And I, it's very difficult. It's so hard that I even have a hard time even calling her. Because she'll get on the phone and say, you know, when are you going to stop and see me? Why haven't you been over, you know? And it's, you just don't want to hear that, right? And it, and she doesn't understand. Mom, it's bad out here. And all she sees is what she sees on TV. And it's, depending upon what channel she watches, you don't know what how catastrophe it is, right? right. She, and I, it's sad. Today was the first day I stood in the same room with my mom. I've kind of avoided my mom since this began because I'm around so many people that I was afraid that I was, right. I didn't want to be that one that took it in. Right. But today I went up cause she's wanting, it's like you said, it's mother's day. Right. We did some land. We did some work around her house. We put sidewalks in. She hasn't had the landscaping done and I'm bringing the dirt. So that's my, it was my thing. So I wanted to find out, you know, what she wanted and there was no other way than to just talk to her. But I tried right. staying my six foot, but she, you know, She's the same age. She's yes. 86 this year, or 86, 87. Yeah. Stubborn. Stubborn. Um, yes. I think she gets it, but I, I don't know if it's just a different mentality that they're, at that age, they're like, I've done what I'm going to do. I'm going to live my life, and I don't exactly. care what happens. Are you feeling the same way? Because yeah. that's how I get it. Well, my mom beat yeah. stage four liver cancer right. two or three years ago. They gave her six months to live three years ago. Right. So she's she's she feels like she's on borrowed time anyway. Right. So, right. So hey, what is this? This is nothing. Yeah. Right. I'm and not gonna she, re, I'm gonna refuse a hug because of this crap. Right. Well, I walked in the yeah. door and she's got her nice coat on, and I'm like, "Where are you going, Mom? I'm going to a funeral." I'm like, "No, no, there's no funeral." Right. Yes, there is. I've looked it up. I'm going. This is where I'm going. And I'm like, "Well, do you have your mask? You know, you stay away from me. I'm not wearing no mask." And you know, I think 
there's a there's a point in time in life where the the mentality of it changes of what they feel is important and and maybe once if we make it to that age that you will be scared of a lot less. Well, I think <laughs> yeah, you're scared you're right, of a lot less. Right. Well, are you scared of what you're going to miss? I mean, maybe at 86 Right. She's scared tomorrow night be there no matter what. So I want you to know, enjoy every moment I have. And I right think it's now. with my mom. She's afraid that she won't see us again. Right. So what's you know? more important, seeing you once now or seeing you in a month right. from now, but or being able to see you, you and for I are a being month. selfish because we don't want that guilty conscience. Right. 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 Is it? Are we the ones that are at fault more than them? Right. You know. So. I, I like I said I went to see her. I stayed six feet away. I didn't touch anything. I, I went in and out of the house and I did my part. But you're just yeah you're it's it's a it's a hard feeling it to have it's and very difficult. it's a guilty feeling almost that you know. So now we're eight weeks into this whole thing, roughly yeah. And the first time we've all gotten together and. Eight, well, since the Maple Fest, right? Yes. Yeah. So Maple that was the uh, second weekend in March. Second weekend yes. in March. Uh, the next weekend is when I started getting sick. And it's funny because all of us were together that weekend. Yes. We so were all very close together. Sharing right? sharing appetizers. appetizers <laughs> and, and hoot hauling around there make, making maple well, syrup that weekend. And, and for some of us, it wasn't just that Saturday. It was the Friday night before we were together. And, yes. And, right. And, uh, yeah, right. Having a few yeah. cocktails and stuff after we set up and that yes. kind of stuff. So... Uh, again, that was our perspective then. It changed. Like yeah. I said, the experience yes. changes that pretty quick. Well, and then I got that phone call, like on Monday or Tuesday, a whole week later. You got sick on like a Friday, right? I started on a Friday. On a Friday sinuses. after that. Yeah. And then I got called like, oh, Alan's not doing too good. And I was like, what? And and then it was like. Then the time frame hits you. Well, and then and then you started hearing all the other stories. Yeah. Well, so and, and so the other stories. It was an avalanche right there. And yeah. to be honest, when he sick from that day to the maple fire. I was starting to count the days yes. to say, okay, well, am I going to be clear? You know, I have to and be honest with weeks. you. I did. I two said weeks. we were at Allen's on the yes. 14th, 15th. And I said, how yeah. many days do I have? And I called my sons were here, right? Sure. I called my, and my older son has a risk, right? And I called him. I said, okay, dad, here's what's happening. You keep an eye on yourself. And, and then we got to 14 days and okay, 15 days and 16 days. Well, and to be honest, to be honest with you, so I was still working, and we were waiting on Alan's test results to come back. To be quite honest with you, and yes. I, if 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 they had come back sooner, I'd have, I would have to tell my work, I would, hey, I was in contact with, with somebody me. that it's was not positive. And and uh, and whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, your test results didn't come back forever, right? And until you were well, <laughs> fourteen days. And now that uh, you're well, you yeah. did have the, you know, the COVID virus. Yeah, yes. But it, I find it interesting that Mary was next to you and with you the entire time, yes. and she has not once gotten sick. So, the, so here's the deal. Um, I'm diabetic, so my there was something with this. Uh, yeah, I dove into it one time, but. There, if you're a diabetic, there's something with this virus that attacks your immune system and your body differently. Right. Um, I quite honestly think I know the date and time and place that I contracted it. Uh, and it was after the maple syrup fest. Um, it's taken me a while to f- put all sure. the pieces together. Yeah. Um, but I was, of all places, in a grocery store. And a girl in front of me uh, coughed real hard and grabbed her chest and told her dad that her chest really hurt. 
Oh, wow. Wow. She was for me to Dodie away, um, which people can't see. about eight. Eight, ten nine, feet. ten, eleven, twelve feet, uh, and I was going that direction. I gave her dad the dirtiest look in the world, uh, and I wish I would have taken a picture because he and I would have a talk now. Right. Um, but I believe only because nobody from the Maple Syrup Fest, nobody that was there, got sick. Right. Right. Nobody. Right. So. Right. I, I don't think I contracted it there. I don't think no. I had it there. Um, I don't think there's any way it was the there. The grocery store issue was about four days later. I was picking up groceries for my mom and dad who were driving back from Florida. Right. Um, they didn't want to stop anyplace, and I didn't want them to stop anyplace. So my brother and I said, give us a list. We'll pick everything up. Uh, so I think it was a Wednesday afternoon. I stopped and picked everything up. That's when it happened. They were coming back on Thursday. I put everything in their refrigerator for them and all that. Um, and then, you know, starting Saturday, I, I started to sinus issue, thought it was sinuses. And it's, and, and from what I hear, uh, Jeff's brother-in-law thought he had sinuses to start with right. as well. Um, and it went downhill from there, obviously. Um, and it's, it's funny because, um, they had just made it optional. I work, I manage construction projects, fairly large ones. And our office had just made it optional to work from home. And I said, well, you know, since I am diabetic, I think I'm going to work from home. So I took all my stuff, um, brought it home. Uh, and by Saturday, I could, couldn't work, which caused, uh, you know, we had projects still running. And I had sure. information. Nobody was a, Everybody was afraid to come here and get it from me. <laughs> Uh, it, you know, I'm fortunate to work for a company that cared. They would call daily, uh, morning and night, the owner to check on. Well, not, not, that's they, great. They care less about the job site. That's great. They were calling about me. Um, it, it's what what I keep hearing and seeing on Facebook are people like, look, everybody. They, they made us lock down, and they're. There's not near the cases of thought there were going to be. Well, that's because we've been locked, locked down. down. That's right. You yeah. haven't right. been out. You know, and it's, <coughs> like we say, it's not about you. It's about your dad or your right. mom yeah. or your, your neighbor or maybe your brother-in-law who is diabetic. Right. And, and you show, like Mary, my wife, who was there beside me for two and a half weeks while I was, quite honestly, yes. close to... That's not bad. being here yeah. and didn't catch anything. Right. Uh, right. Everybody's body reacts. That's what's so weird about this virus. Everybody's body reacts differently. Right. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can tell you from, you know, I had four family members, and all four of them had a different experience. And of course, we lost one. Right. But, um, you know, both of my sisters, um, they – you know, had had fever and felt yeah. like crap and and that kind of stuff and one worse than the other and then my 31 year old nephew it was like a couple of days of the flu and he was he was back to full tilt within a few days and um so yeah i mean everybody everybody it's kind of like they said it experiences that differently and some to the point that they really don't have any symptoms and i think beyond Beyond the actual the illness, when you talk about the thing that really grabs at your heart is to think about, 
You know, we knew people that had family members in the hospital that they couldn't go see. Right. Uh, right. My, my sister, who lost her husband, watched him, watched them help the, the medical staff help him into the emergency room. And he was there for another six days and she couldn't go see him. Right. And that was the last time she saw him was when they helped him helped helped him into the emergency room and and you know, we have friends who um you know had a family member on a ventilation ventilator for eighteen days. Right. And yep. you know, he had he had his wife and had his you know his youngest was a senior in high school this year. Right. They had to live through that without being able to see their dad and getting peace information about how he's doing from nursing staff and, and medical staff, not being able to see him and not knowing what was going to happen. It just tears at your heart. And, uh, and so I'll take it to the point of losing my brother-in-law. My sister lost her husband. And I couldn't go. I couldn't step in her house. I couldn't go give her a hug. And that's the and, disturbing and, uh, part. Oh, it's just that. That is. It's just heart wrenching. Yes. To, yes. to to go through that and to know other people right. are going going through that kind of thing. Right. Right. Imagine. I mean, we as much as we give our wives grief that they ain't going to hear us now. But as much as you give your wives grief, the feeling of someone your family just hearing their voice or their touch everybody here knows yes their kids touch or their wife's touch and this the feeling that goes through you so to, i mean and that's for me the hardest hard how to deal with this like you asked me earlier being every every day i got to go to work i've got to you well, know we're fixing cars we're keeping well, you on well road, if but. i can if i can add into that Dwayne, just a few weeks before this all broke out i spent a few days in the hospital myself with pancreatitis right, yeah right yeah this was before all the clothes down and all that kind of stuff. And what I can tell you is, um, I was in I was in dire straits. At least I felt um, the morphine wasn't getting it done. I was in that kind of pain. I was in the hospital for several days, and I can tell you that my wife being by my side and friends coming to see me, and you know being able to come into the room made. It's a huge, huge difference. difference. Yeah, yes. Made a huge difference. And so I couldn't imagine having gone through even that without having that kind of contact right. Personal with the people. Touch. Yeah, exactly. Right. Personal. exactly. And do you realize that if you were, what, eight, ten days later? Yeah, it had been over. That wouldn't have been allowed. No. Right. You'd have been by yourself. Right. You'd been by yourself. It was that close. Yeah. And that's was, the, I think that's the hardest thing. And, and like I said, I guess I'm the. I'm the odd man out because, pers- I mean, immediate family I haven't had a fa- friends and you know, with yeah. Alan and Jeff, but how do you you can't put that into an explanation that you can that's readily you know put into words? It's it's all a feeling, and like you said, as I was getting to the feeling of someone you know your family's touch, someone touching your hand, it's a mental boost. Even right. if you're not there, I mean, you hear the stories of people coming. You know, when they wake up from a coma, they, oh yeah, I remember hearing these voices. You know, is that the encouragement? I mean, and me personally, that's been my feeling. Is you know, what if this happens? How do you, you know, how does that person? It, how do you deal with that? How do you get to that emotion of it? Right. You know. I well, you know, of course, most of you guys know our oldest son battled cancer for years and yeah. had a bone marrow transplant. I couldn't have possibly imagine having to go through that yeah. during this time. 
from a phone call. There's absolutely no way. And there are families that went through it. They're still going through it. Went through what we went through and not be able to be there. Yes. There's no freaking way. The anxiety on the other end. No way. I would have become unhinged. Yeah. There's no way. And that's disturbing. And that's, and the more I hear and see and learn and understand the experiences and stuff, it just, it's bothersome. And, you know, and I, I'm where I'm working at, you know, we take all these precautions at work and take very good care of the employees, but they don't, they haven't connected the dots. Why we wear a mask? We don't understand this. No one's sick. You're right. You know what? You've never, you can't put your finger on that person's name on the Brookville paper. Like I can. Yeah. So, so my, my workplace, my workplace thing. Yeah. My workplace, you know, right. You know, they, they don't get it. They come see me. Absolutely. I'll I'll let them know. I'll explain it to them. Right. um, You know, I had a, I had a former uh, employee at another, uh, another company that was in contact and he was stressing out because he didn't feel like they were doing what they needed to do where he was working and the employees, most of whom I knew, I, you know, I knew when I worked there, and I told him. I said, "You give him my phone number." Because when I told him my story, he said, "Can I share your story?" I said, "I said you can give him my phone number and tell him to call Absolutely. me if they don't believe you." Right. And and you know, it's just it's just. But at the same time, at the same time, learning what we've learned, right? We've got to move on. We do have yeah. to move on. We've got to get our economy going and, right. and that kind of stuff. You know, and, and we have to take what we've learned. And, and while you're and on that on. note, because we're talking about employees now and working and stuff, I have to admit something to you, Alan, and I hope you don't get upset about it, but um, I did something with your picture. Um, I have to give... <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I give crew meetings, right? I give crew meetings and safety safety meetings with our teams and stuff. And, and I brought up the Facebook page and Alan's Facebook page and said, you, you know, for all of you people that don't realize what this is this is my friend all right this is and he's very sick right now and and i know for a fact all right i know this guy personally and by the way while we're talking about this guy there's a list of these other ones okay louis still in the hospital louis fastbinder is still in the hospital it's been almost six weeks six weeks okay mark all these other guys are the people that we've lost including bill I could. I was able to tell those people and be able to point at a picture, and, and it made a difference in what they understood then, and and that's what it takes. But it's hard to sell that, right? It really is. So we're going to take a short break because our glasses are empty. Thank you. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about where we go from here. Absolutely. And how Good. we go from here. Right. And how things may look different for us in the future because of this. We'll be right back. Cross the line, fifteen twenty-four. Here with Cross the Line 1524. I might have slurred my words there a little bit. Cocktails are flowing tonight at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Shh. We got droids. Sorry. <laughs> the droids are here. That was perfect timing. So hey. we're, we're, we're picking up our topic of the COVID 19 pandemic. Um, earlier, you heard how it affected 
uh, three of us real personally, and then Dwayne from the outside a little bit looking in, which most people are doing. They, they haven't been affected, so they uh, don't have the same, uh, I guess, experiences and perspectives. So here we are. Things are starting to open up. And the question is, how quick do we open up? Where do we go from here? How do we keep it from, I guess, being even bigger now once we open up than it was prior to the lockdown? So I know there's a lot of people. I know a lot of friends that don't think we should have been locked down, don't understand why we were locked down. Say, look, there's not nearly the many cases as he said. Well, there's a reason for that. We were locked down. Uh, I drive to work after I got better. Drive to work, and and you could have driven 150 miles an hour down the interstate because there was nobody else. There. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Actually, there was like yeah, the guy busted doing 146, and they and when they pulled him over, they asked, yeah, they pulled him over. They said, what do you, you know, do you realize you're speeding? They told him what he was doing. He said, I didn't realize I was going that fast because nobody's out here. Yeah. yeah. So was he driving? I don't know. But high speed tickets are are Off at an all time yeah, high I right bet. now. I bet. Yeah, so, over 100 miles an yeah. hour. There's like a, a record of speeding tickets for over 100 miles. I get miles it because I drive 71 to, so to Louisville. So, the other Jeez thing that's happened this past week, my sons were here uh, prepping to do some concrete work for us. They work in a construction in, industry, so they kept working. So, this week they noticed the amount of wrecks on the interstate versus. Even before. Yes. And my son said, you know what I think it is? People haven't driven for so long. Yes. They get on the interstate, and they're flying, and they don't don't even realize realize it. They don't realize it. Well, and they just, non-association, just haven't done it, you know. I used to race. I used to race a lot. Seat time. You haven't been right. out there with the traffic, and you just lose that sense of perspective. I raced my first race car last year for the first time in eight years, and I was for the first three laps. I was scared to death. I was like, right. "What the heck?" And I'd been, you know, 140 miles an hour down, you know, asphalt track, and I'm going 60 on a dirt track, going, "What the heck?" You know, it, <laughs> it, it's a different perspective when you haven't done something for even it's just six, seven weeks. Sure, it's, it's sure. a different perspective. So. You know, the question is, how do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Um, so, well, I, I, open I, the doors, let it all go. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, we can't stay inside forever, obviously. So what I, what, I, what I think I'd throw out there is first people need to understand the monster is still out there. It's still out there, and it's waiting for mistakes to be made. And we know in this community, again, how ugly it can get and how quickly it can get ugly. That being said... I've been working through this whole time period, and our company has done a great job of protecting employees and making changes to make sure that we're as safe as we can be from this. And so that's proof positive that you can operate a business, you can operate a business safely and keep your employees safe. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to have uh, a little uptick as we go through this process. But we've, um, you know, I've said from the beginning that. Um, the the other side of that is is that a terrible economy is life threatening too, and it's a lot harder to measure than a specific virus and dying from a specific disease. But it is nevertheless just as real, and so so we do need to find a way to to move forward. Right, right. I don't think what people realize is the cost. You know, and it's hard to. 
you know, I've in a Facebook discussion today or argument, whatever you want to call it, with someone, um, what are going to be the costs of this down the road? You know, and we're not going to see the true cost of this for a year or two years. You know, we talk about the physical of being with the disease, but what's the physical loss of, you know, a small business? You know, me being a small business owner, I I feel this, and like we were talking in the previous segment. I seven eight weeks ago I was scared. I mean I didn't sure. know what I was going to sure. see, where I was going to be in four or five weeks. You know where I don't have a, I can't rely on unemployment. I can't rely on this. I'm running my business. So what about the business owner that seven weeks ago was told you need to lock your door today, and you know you can't open your door to generate any income for your business, your family until I tell you you can. Where is that cost being measured, and what is the what is the level of that damage that's been done? And you know, and well, and, and will that business come back? Right. And there's so many, there's so many unknowns. We look at the, 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 and, and no disrespect meant to anybody, but the death rate of the disease. Okay, it is, it is X. It's a number we can measure. But what is the, what is going to be correct acceptable rate or weight? Right. What is the acceptable rate? But what is going to be the death rate? I'm sorry of business owners that are going to commit suicide, which is a sad and terrible thing, but, you know... But just as real. Right. But like I said, me being a business owner, my 401k is my business. You know, that's where I've been investing the last 30 years of my life is building this as, you know, where I'm going to go. So how many business owners have done that? And it's now gone. And at what point do you get to choose? Right. Where... Right? Right. Not the government or the local government or the federal government. Anybody. When do you... Do you get to choose? Right. What what risk is acceptable by why do you? That's the question. I won't say it's mine. Right. That's the big question right now. What is the acceptable terms for you to go back to normalcy in your business without them dictating that? Because exactly, this is a fair trade act, right? I mean, this is a, this is we right. are a democracy, right? And we run on capitalist business, right? And there has to there has to be, and we don't like it, but there has to be some type of acceptable catastrophe catastrophe rate in order to do this, right? There, everything in life is, and and that's one of the issues now. We see people getting arrested because they're opening up their beauty shops and stuff, and like, yeah, she is an essential person. This lady did, and she's she's right. She's she trying to feed her family. Well, she's feeding her family. Feed family. And right? how do you decide what's the difference between you know, the essential part of it? You know, what's her contact level compared to going to Home Depot? But here's a good question for you. This is a very good question. If you are willing to accept the risk and your customers is willing to accept the risk, is that acceptable? In my world. Alan's all over this. Yeah, I, see Alan, I see Alan's going because he okay. because he has the other perspective of it. Well, he, right. he got sick. Right. So it's, to me, uh, I agree with everything. I mean, we've got to open up. Yeah, but it's it's not about you, no, as the customer, right. and it's not about I'll use Dwayne as That's the fine. Uh, right. owner of the company. It's about the folks you come in contact with after that. Yes. So, unknowingly, you get your vehicle fixed at Dwayne's, right. and you have contracted the virus. Right. You, you don't know right. that. No, you don't. You don't have any of the symptoms. You don't know that. You're in contact with Dwayne, right? Who has no symptoms afterwards, but he goes home with his son who has immune issues, and then he catches the virus. Sure. That that's where 
it's it's and there's hard. no there there's, is no answer. There is there, no there's answer. no good That's answer. The, no good there's answer. an answer, but there's no well, good well, answer. The reason why there's no good answer is because there's not enough statistical data that gives us the correct understanding of the numbers. Right. So right. So look, and that's terrible. Up but until what, what do you do? September, Octoberish, nobody knew what this was. No, right, right. You know, the government knew a little bit, uh, and we're not going to get into all that. But they knew a little bit, right? Um, and Jeff will tell you he thinks, and and I think maybe Dwayne thinks they had the virus back in November. Sure, yes, and all that takes, November, all December. that takes, is some. We we have a lot of business people that fly to China. A lot, I know a lot of them. Millions. All it took is yes. one person to fly from China, fly into New York, right, and, f- and fly a connector to Cincinnati with some folks. Yeah, right. Those folks get off that plane. They've contracted it. It doesn't affect them at all. Yep, you're carrying it. But you're carrying it, and then you know it's it's just an explosion. It just blows up. Well, wait, wait a minute, you forgot you got stopped at McDonald's on your flight. But if you got yeah, a burger, you think so about you, this, you know you handed it. You know your. This, um, the maple syrup thing was March 14th, 15th. I I came from Rochester, New York on the 12th. Yes. And I got to think about So it was you. you it was it your was me, fault. Right. Gosh, I was thinking it. how. We should have told him to stay you, home. You know, but I sit there and think about how lucky I was because yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually traveled through one of the episodes. So the virus started in, quote unquote, Wuhan, China. Right. So, and that was going on months ago. Months before since, it was since here. October, November. Yeah. So uh, you, nobody can tell me that somebody from Wuhan didn't go to Beijing no. and then meet other people, and then some dude from America is over there doing some trade yes, agreement. That's proof they did. I mean, right. that's how yeah. it all got here. That's right. Yeah. Right. Um, you know. I'm, so I think I think the so the big difference now, number one, is the experience we've gone through, but also the education that we've all gotten. We. We didn't know about it then. We didn't. Right. We weren't aware of it. Right. Um, and now we now we know many things that we can do individually to protect ourselves and protect others. And that's the difference. That's the difference now to then. Do you really think that we're going to get back to normal though? It's gonna. It's never going to be. I don't. We're. I, it's going to be a while. I. I don't. I think we've. I think we've adjusted to norm. I think we've all made an adjustment to normal now. To some extent, I mean, we'll get back no. to we'll be get back to closer to go, normal. But yes, but you know, I think you know, I think it's a funny thing. You know, we're all you know, us the four of us before this, all handshakers, pat right. back, bat patters, huggers, huggers. To be quite right. honest with you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, so that's going to be a little more restricted. Um, I think just in general for a long time and. You know, I would imagine, you know, you get five, six years out, you don't have something like this going on. Maybe it's it gets back to more of a relaxed situation, that kind of stuff. But I was uh, talking to our EHS director, just things that I think about, like, you know, in industry, the, the number one. Uh, industrial accident is slip trips and falls and a lot of it a lot of it is people falling on steps because they don't use handrails so right. that's always the instruction <laughs> well right now guess what right. don't, don't touch the handrail, handrail. I ain't right. touching no handrails right. and, I, right. and, I, and I imagine you're going to see the numbers for slip trips and fall accidents right. go up because people are going to be reluctant to use handrails just just little things like that so let's I want to jump a little bit further now okay in California they ran people off the public beaches. 
and two blocks away, they're letting people in Walmart. Yes. What's okay? That's the part where people are confused about. Well, and I think well, that's, and upset, not confused, yeah. upset. upset right. That's where you get the angst. That's where you get the angst, like they had in Michigan, where the governor just went over the top. And you know, you can go to liquor stores and shit like that, and and um, and and you couldn't go buy seeds for your garden. Yeah. Right. People were saying, "Come on, what you know?" And because there was that kind of goofiness that went on, you couldn't buy a car seat. There you Car go. seats were illegal to purchase yeah. in Michigan. You could, you could for your baby. You could take a canoe. You could take yes. a canoe out in the lake, but you couldn't take your motorboat with your family out in the lake. It was that kind of stuff. So when you get people that get so off the wall right. with right. the hypoc- hypocrisy of the rules, that's where the angst comes from because it just doesn't make sense. And I think I think that part of America has has experienced a lot of that. I mean. There are parts, some parts of, like the Illinois governor now released a form the two or three days ago where they want um, vaccine tracking systems now, and this was in legislation, and it's been in New, it's in also Michigan too, but uh, so they're throwing that on top of this, plus already what's going on, trying to get back to society, back to work. At work, we we laid off fifty percent of our crew. Uh, first time layoff in like 35 years. We laid off 15% of the crew. And then you realize, so now we're looking at going, okay, before we bring anybody back, do we really need to bring people back? Yeah. Sure. And that's a bigger concern too with unemployment because we now have 16 people that work from the, in the office that work from home now that don't need to be powering up a computer at work. Yes. And they've now got to the point now where it's a total unnecessary to even come into that building. Well, so here's a, here's here's an impact. So I'll give you that too. So my wife wor- is now working from home. Yes, she works for a very large insurance company yes. that uses a lot of lease space. Yes, in downtown Cincinnati, and they've got to be thinking. You know what? Why are we lacing? All Why are this we space doing this? this? Do we need to lease? This? That's exactly right. Yeah, that's the that's the, exactly another right. impact. So long long term impacts. I think that's one you're going to see. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and that's that's the part where I think that. Economy-wise, job safety-wise, where we're going to see a bigger impact with our lifestyles because of that. Because there's a lot of just strictly homework that doesn't – and then that takes away from the verbal communication, the physical communication. I mean, working – you know, Jeff, you and I work together, right? Sure. We have working relationships, right? We work together. Those relationships go away. Uh, You lose that – you do. You, you lose the finesse and the... You do. I don't know, the excitement or whatever, and, and you the creativity. I mean, Alan, during his sickness, was working from home. You could probably still pretty much do your job from home, right? I, I could. I could. Uh, I'm one of four people that are in the office. It usually has almost 20. Um, my wife is working from home and has been. It's just, um, it, to me, it made more sense. To, I have so many files and... Uh, job information and plans. Right. Um, I have a $30 million job that we just started, and the plans are about four inches thick. And, right. you know, 
my wife's got her stuff here. I just it, it just worked better for me to go to work. <laughs> you need another building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I heard you build one. New construction, yeah. Alan. Well, and, and, and to be honest with you, there's an efficiency thing that goes along with it, depending on the job. So, like, right. my job, I work quite closely with the, the director of engineering, and he's been working from home for the most part, and it's it's difficult. Things are not as efficient. Agree. Agree. Uh, uh, even though we're communicating right. every day, yeah. it just isn't the same, and it doesn't work the and same. See, I have direct connection with the uh, 15 customer service people that we have. I work directly and it's hard to because I'm a I'm a two email guy, right? If I can't get in two emails, I get out of my chair. And okay, and if I get on my chair and that person isn't there, Uh-oh. that's a problem. Somebody's and, fired. Uh, you know, I learned that from you. And uh yeah, I learned yeah. that from Jeff. Yeah, a few years ago. I got two emails, I'm done, I'll go go have a talk. I'm gonna find uh, somebody. But you, but it, it makes a difference, right? It makes a difference in my everyday life and stuff like that too. But I I, I look and go, how many jobs at now working at home is going to affect the security of other people's jobs, right? Yes. That's huge. Well, they talk, I mean, look at real estate. You talk about it's not just the job of it. Okay, now what's the underlying? I own the building that's being leased by all these right. companies. And right. now, that's where the big thing is. Now this building is vacant. Well, now I've lost. I don't lease this building, so I don't need maintenance. You know, it's just yeah. a, it's a trickle down. But, you know, there's a part of me that wants to tag onto this and go, I want a job where I don't have to go to work. I can go get in a motorhome and travel. We're the freaking United States. Oh, yeah. That's, and oh, do yeah. this. Yes. Well, and see, that's, I travel like a boss. Yeah, right? see, you know, I mean, you know, I could do, I mean, I think, you know, you ask Robin, I think she's, she's actually, she gets more done, I think, at home because she's one of these employees that she, she supports a lot of people through data, but right. she also right. is the doer of the department. So whenever, the com- the right. printer isn't right. working right, or this isn't happening, or she's the go-to something person. needs coordinated. She, there, yeah. So now she's not there for them to bug, so she gets more done. She's making dinner for you. <laughs> hey, we saw that. Hey, hey, I haven't I haven't run out of clean underwear since this started. I tell you that. We don't care if you have. That's your own personal yeah, keep, problem. Yeah. So I want to go back to something. Uh, you know, about ten minutes and three topics ago. It was Walmart and people going into Walmart. So the idea of letting Walmart uh, stay open was there were life essential issues, people, life essential items there that people need. Sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, people didn't go there just for those items. No. And the inability to control that because the general population, quite honestly, didn't control themselves. Right. Is why you had. Droves of people at Walmart, um, and same thing. Quite honestly, with Home Depot, right, right. Um, Home Depot stayed open, and still, and they're still open. You know, there's a lot of construction industry guys that can uh, need to keep going. In the same way with uh, uh, people that were at home and needed items, but it, it turned into more than that. And, and Walmart right. was very. There's a Walmart close to where. Uh, my office is, and I happened to drive by the day that the stimulus checks were out. <laughs> I never saw so many big screen TVs it's become a, essential items coming out. Of I actually store. posted that on Facebook. Yeah. Costco too. I see yeah, it in Costco. Yeah. That's that's not why those stores were open, you know. And the general public, you know, why did I go to the store? I went to go get the essential items, and then I got out and came back home. Right. 
Right. That's not, unfortunately, what most of the people did. And that's, right. that, that's what created the issue. And there's no good way to control that. They're just, no, you're never they're just going to. Yeah. And around here, the weather got warm. So what do you want to do? Home Depot was open. Right. Let's go get some yard stuff. Well, yeah, right? go get my mulch, my right. whatever. Well, yeah. So people yeah. looking for stuff to do. Well, on right. the, on the a lot way of home here. projects getting done. Right. On the way here, we stopped at a local, you know, local store because we we needed something. Dodie wanted some extra flowers, so we stopped and got it. You know, is it essential? No, but you were out. You know, you're well, out. The weather's like you said. Yeah. The weather's nice. Right. Yes, it was freezing today, but the weather's nice. It's coming around, so everybody's seeing. Yeah, the so, spring and you're so, seeing hope. So much now, it's not, I mean, because our guidelines are loosening, so you can right. do that kind of stuff. But when they were first, when we were first clamped down, yes. when I first, quite honestly, it's after I was starting to get better, I mean, you could see they were open for essential items, but when you got people in there shopping for clothes, I'm sorry, that's not an essential no. item. You had enough clothes a week ago. Right. You still have enough clothes today. I, I agree. I agree. And you haven't eaten that much on quarantine yet. You need new clothes. <laughs> no, you need toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper. That's, well, that was all gone. Hey, so go ahead. Touch hey, on that hey, subject. Have, yeah, we actually socks. talked about hey, that. I have not had to buy toilet paper since this whole thing started. Hey, I, I, hey, I, I found it. the secret connection, but I'm not telling where I found mine. I ordered it and had it delivered to my shop. So, so I, well, I'm going to keep that You know, one. before we started this segment, and Alan, we were making a list of topics to talk about when we put down toilet paper and and Margie and I were actually at Sam's today, and they were out of toilet paper. And and I ran into a local Brookfieldian there while we were talking, and hey, how's it going? He said, "Do you understand the toilet paper thing?" I said, "I, I don't get it. I don't. I don't know what part I'm going to get." And then I love Jeff's segment over the Killer Hornets and the bees stocking up for the Killer Hornets was yeah, that was great. And uh, but I what. Alan, am I missing something? I don't get it. I think we all are. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, why everybody thought toilet paper was an issue. So, so I mean, well, see, for us, for us guys, we're country boys. So, so for me, you know, we're country boys. So it's like, you know, I got thinking about this. It's like, you know, if, if I really thought it was that huge an issue, the last thing I'd be hoarding is toilet paper. Because... For me, it literally grows on trees. Yes. Literally. Exactly. Yes, literally. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we're country boys. We, we, we know how to get by without that. There's a you know? whole lot more things that are essential Absolutely. than toilet paper. Well, it, you know, I guess turning out of all this stuff and all that's going on, we'll be laughing about it. Let's hope we'll be laughing about it a well, year from now. you know, but, and the yes. real issue isn't that uh, the stores ran out. It's so people hoarded it. Yeah. Yes. So there, yes. Was, there was enough Carts to go around. Full. People hoarded. That's it. right. There was plenty until someone hoarded it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so uh, yeah, that was going on, and I don't know, I don't know who started it. Somebody <laughs> I don't get said. It. <laughs> somebody said, "Wait, let's have a run on toilet paper." Fortunately a for run. Robin and I, was that meant? Was it a run? Well, you take it however you want. <laughs> This Bad is choice poop, of words. This is a poopy conversation. Fortunately, it's fortunately all downhill. for Robin and I, the reason we haven't had to buy toilet paper is we do buy in bulk from sure, Sam's. And sure, right. a week or two before this craziness started, she had picked up a new box. So we're still in pretty good shape. I mean, we, <laughs> So speaking of Sam's, uh, I got online this week and was able to order a whole case of paper towels. Sure. Um, now you gave the secret out. Yeah. So they did have toilet paper, but not the brand we like, so we're holding oh. on. Yeah. Oh. 
You're roughing it. He's roughing it. Is John Wayne paper? So, hey, I got the brand I wanted from the, and I'm still not naming the store I got mine from, but I got my brand. You know, from my store. And we talk about all this stuff that's going on, and we, and, you know, you have to think about what's essential, what's not, right? We talk. You talk about uh, suicide rates going up, depression going up. Uh, you know, because of unemployment, loss of business, people losing their jobs, and all this stuff going on. Yet, the liquor stores are booming. <laughs> the liquor stores is essential business, yeah. and I, I, I don't know if I can connect the dots on that, but oh, I don't quite see that. But I, I guess people need something to entertain themselves at home, right? I, it's I, a control. I well, I mean, trying to. Here's be, why. The real reason is taxed. It's, it's, well, high, tax, it's a highly taxed. It's highly item. taxed, but it also keeps people calm. Yeah, it does. I mean, seriously, it does. If you want to keep the natives calm, (laughs) keep out, keep some booze, and keep. Where's Alan? Everybody jingle their cup. Keep a couple drinks in them, and people stay happy. I mean, it's well, it's sad. You know what? That's not always the case. This group here, it is. (laughs) There are some people have a couple drinks. Yeah, they get a little out of hand. Yeah, there's the the mad drunk and the happy drunk. We're we're all the the happy and the mean drunk. The mean mean drunk. drunk. Don't forget that one. Yeah, here's what bothers. I should say it bothers me because it really doesn't bother me, but it is uh, it's a concern, all right? Is I, I and I maybe I'm selfish for this, but I, I want to go on vacation. Oh God. And now I'm thinking I don't think it's gonna happen. No. So yeah, we all have we have a trip planned. <laughs> trip planned. Yeah, I don't. We, uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. The three yeah. or four of us have a trip planned that, for the Scotia. Actually, this year. that's one of the items that needs to we go should put on that there. on there, right? Yeah, and, uh, we think yeah. it's gonna get canceled. So, so we're um, all big fans of the History Channel show Oak Island. Yes. Which is in Nova Scotia, and we have we were fortunate there was only 3,500 tour tickets given out this year, and we've got six of them um, for the July, late July tour. June was. Yeah, June's already been canceled. Um, and it's really going to you know, depend on whether the border gets opened right. up. So we'll talk about that in a different That's episode. That's another episode. Uh, so let's get back to... We have a disgruntled wife. Where do we go? Ready for a vacation? Well, well, go ahead, Jeff. I think, I think, I think the other thing to to think here is is security, security, table three, security, table three. (laughs) We're starting to feel it here with this at the end of this episode, the seriousness of the COVID issue, but to bring some levity into it, and and uh, it's pretty easy to do with a toilet paper issue. Uh, it's all crock of shit, it's right? Pretty, pretty laughing. Pretty I laughing. Try not to use that word. I'm sorry. There it goes. I'm sorry. Beep. Beep. Yeah. Wait a minute. We're on Kate's so, internet, so it's we're, fine. Again, we're 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 a very fortunate bunch. We're God blessed and to the point that we can we can have a good laugh and because joy absolutely because you know joy is a choice yeah and um we we choose to we choose to uh carry on and and and, and, and to have your fun point like jeff to carry on we have to carry on yeah right? yeah we do we do so we can't stop we can't. you know no. there, there's a lot of choices left to be made. A lot of things different people need to do. It's gonna be a lot of rough days yet to come. There are. There it's are. It's not over. And you know, uh, I, I'm a I'm a firm believer. Unfortunately, that the numbers are going to spike once everybody gets out there and starts. Uh, I worry about October, November. Yeah, so, I really do. Yeah. Right now, we're in Indiana, the state of Indiana. Every day has over 600 new cases confirmed. 
My, I, I think it's going to be a fact that that's probably going to double, uh, but that doesn't mean, you know, everybody's right. on the, you know, in the bed like I was thinking you're taking right. your last breath. Uh, but it is going to double. And we've got to make sure we take care of those people who are high risk. Uh, um, you know, Jeff and I are both uh, part of Creekside Church, and we had our council meeting. And there's a lot of people that wanted to go back to church right away. Right. And it was it was kind of um, ironic to watch. Um, a lot of other churches thought they were going to go back this weekend. And by, by the end of the week, they'd all decided they're going to wait. And we decided we were waiting to the 1st of June uh, to make a decision one way or the other when we're going to open. We want to see what happens here. Right, um, which I know, think is smart. A church has a wide variety of people. You have elderly people. You have young kids. Uh, as much as you would tell your elderly people, you've got to stay home. They're you shouldn't come listen. here. I, I know for a fact <laughs> there are a couple of them, and they're great people, but— they would be at our church in the heartbeat. Absolutely. Because uh, that's what's important to them. Right. So yes. No matter what. No matter what. And, and the same way goes for businesses. You know, all the restaurants, I mean, we know a lot of people. I play music, so I know bar owners personally, and they're struggling, but it's not as much them as their employees. Yes. Um, yes. So carry out was, you know, a couple of weeks ago they allowed carry out. So when we get carry out, I tip 20 or $30 just to try to help. Because sure. if, yep. be, if we'd be there, you know, we'd spend $100 Absolutely. a Absolutely. Absolutely. Instead, I'm buying $20 worth of wings. That's right. Um, right. So it's, it's going to be uh, slow. You know, if everybody thinks the next weekend that – you're going to go to third place on Friday night with 150 people? Well, that's not happening. It's not. No, no um, you're right. And it should not happen. No. You just got to take it slow. It's got to open up. The economy's got to open up. Yes. Um, I think one of the things that irks me more than anything is people have made this political. It's it's unfortunately not as much political as it is medical. Um, right. I agree with that. My, Absolutely. I, I was very up, and, and I'll make it a little political too, I guess, when they were trying to get the first stimulus checks out and pass the stimulus bill. There was things attached to that that had nothing to do with the common person. Right, yeah, right. And that, there, should be, there should have been a stimulus just for people. Nothing yes. else That's right. but for people. I agree. Then one, <clears throat> nothing else but small business. I agree. I agree. Under a certain amount. Then small business over a certain yeah. right. amount. So. That's my political take on it, and I'm not going to say who does what, who did, wanted what, but it's frustrating when you know people need help and they can't get it because. You well, know. I, I think to your point, Alan, is uh, folks that are as fortunate as we are, that Rob and I have found it important that, and it's not like we're going and getting carrying out every night, but we try to do that locally, right? And we tip. Heavy, right? Because we're just trying to make sure That's we're right. helping those folks out. That uh, and not everybody can do that. Not right. everybody's as fortunate as to be able to do that. So, so if you know, for for anybody that's out there that is able to, you know, it's it's important to support those small local businesses that are still kind of trying to keep a you know in, bit of something in, going in on. Brookville, Franklin County experienced something really great on this past week when the China House opened. They were so appreciative. People were really just flocked there for business. Yeah, in fact, they couldn't keep up. I they mean, could People were complaining because they couldn't get the order called in. Right. 
Well, that's because there were 300 people in front of you trying yes. to get their order. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be that way, I think, for every business that opens up. Right. I happened to be in the store today when the owners of uh, Coffee Off Main yeah. were in getting their supplies because they're opening up on Tuesday. And, you know, they're just blessed to be able to be open. Sure, sure. Um, and it's like starting over for them. I mean, supply-wise. Right. It's right. a new business. Again. Yeah. So right. Really. I, I think yeah. for all, you know, if all of us, and, and I'm saying all of us, everybody listening as well, support those small businesses. Those those are the backbones of the, of this country. You know what? McDonald's is going to be here That's right. after it's all said and That's done. That's right. Uh, the little small places in town. We got to help those guys out. I agree. Who yep. who sponsors your kids' baseball, softball, that's right. league, that's right. church raffle? That's right. You know, that's the ones that you need to look out for and really try to make sure they're helped. Um, you still, I mean, you got to help the big guys. I mean, the big chain. I've, I mean, I was traveling yesterday. I was delivering something. I stopped at a Popeyes. I had a truck and trailer. I was hungry. I needed supper. I found a gas station had a restaurant. They wouldn't serve anybody. It's closed, drive-through only. The lady walked out and took. I, I said, "Hey, I got a truck and trail. I can't fit. Can you just get me a couple of pieces of chicken? You know, I just I'm hungry. I didn't want to eat right. a snack." And she helped me out. I gave her a nice tip. The guy yelling from behind the counter, working with her, told me to order DoorDash. They'll bring it out to my car. And I'm like. You're right here. Come on, you know, and but she helped me out, so she got a good tip, and I told her thank you very much. I appreciate your kindness yes. and understanding. Um, I, I hope that in the end, uh, the respect towards the small businesses grows. Yeah, because I think a lot of times, especially it's it's struggle. It's hard for a small business in a town like this where we're at. Anyway, uh, yeah. some in Brookville, Batesville, places like that, they struggle. Yeah. Because the foot traffic here is very limited, right? And uh, and we see when we go to places right together, it's the same people every week, right? right? Yeah. So right. You, it's hard to grow that. It's hard to grow yeah. that clientele. We kind of bounce from one place on a Friday night to a different place on a Saturday night. So we right. support them all. I, I think you know, going back to what Dwayne was saying about you know <clears throat> getting served at different places. Uh, it's there's there's some good attitudes and bad attitudes yes, out there. Agree. And we just need to stay with the positive attitudes, you know. Even before this there were good attitudes and bad at, right. attitudes and right. uh, it's the good ones you got to stick with. With the small businesses in town, it's not just the business that you're supporting. It's your friends that work there, your family that yeah. work there. Um, I mean, uh, it's it's been you know, a twelve hundred dollar stimulus check doesn't make up for eight weeks. No, of a no, waitress no. being off of work. That's a baby no. at a freight train. So You're right. It's um, no, and and then I'm going to hear, well, you get unemployment. Well, that's fine, but it's not the same. If you get it, yeah. So if you got it, once we're they're opened up, you know, it's going to start small, but support them. You know, right now, support them. Um, you know, doing carry out so. That's what I got to say about that. I think it's great. I, I I think it's going to be interesting how it goes back, but uh, you know, it's the uh, I I think that when it does come back or and continues as we continue to grow, it's going to progress very heavily. Uh, but I am concerned about October, November. I have to be yeah, honest about yeah. that. So, talking church wise, so Jeff and I go to Creekside Church. We have a big festival that that makes up a lot of our income for our church. So we're going to have. Uh, some decisions to make for that. Right, right. Um, some of the firemen's festivals have already been canceled. One right. of them's Oldenburg. 
Uh, which you hate to hear because th- th- those that's are vol- their, that's that's their, their financial livelihood. their bread yes. and butter yeah, for absolutely. the year. So, you know, there's going to be different ways, I think, that uh, some of them get, get income, but they'll never make it up. It, it, I've always said a lost day, you never make you up. Don't. Um, so, well, I know this group right here has been blessed. We're, we are we're all blessed. Really well, so, so. Like, uh, as we move, as things do do move forward, I, I'm actually looking forward to. Being able to go to third place and sit down and eat a pizza or do something like that or awesome. go have some wings. And- the hot honey. Yeah. Hot yeah. honey. Right. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Where this whole, this honey. whole thing started, right? You know, <laughs> That was my first night there, too. So the first time I had been there was All the night. crazy dogs? It was crazy yeah. dogs. And I was thinking, man, I miss sitting around just bull crap. And Lion. Right? Oh, wait a minute. No, tell the story. So- story. <laughs> yeah, something like, yeah. yeah what? Oh, right. Nobody's lying. Nobody's uh, lying. Well, exaggerating I think the truth. I think we're going to wrap this session of uh, Cross the Line, 1524 up. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. And Ruben Hunt. Good night, everybody. Good night, and we'll see you next time. Once again, thank you for listening to Cross the Line, 1524. You can find us on Facebook and on Podbean. I'm Alan Stanger for the gang. Can't wait to talk to you next time.